1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
0: Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host, here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. With mixed market bet builders, in-play betting, and a selection of welcome offers, make sure your Premier League is spent with BetVictor's premier betting app. 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org.
1: NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town.
0: What a bully! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Oh, what a goal! What a goal! From Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special! Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follower finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clariton Blue. For a winner, they came to York in their thousands. They're going champions. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah. yeah! Michael Carr. Oh, that's Come justice. On! That is justice. At the Amex Stadium. Burnley a level and deserve to be. Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of a massive game for the Clarets up on Teesside at the Riverside Stadium. A ground where we don't traditionally do that well at. I mean, I'm just saying that off, off memory. Um, I can't remember particularly the last time we won there. Um, I'm sure someone straight away will come in with a stat and let me know in the comments. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen us win, uh, win there, put it that way. Um, but of course, this could be the weekend that we are finally I say finally it's it's just turned April you know I'm just getting a little bit impatient because it could have happened on the 1st of April if we'd have beat Sunderland and some other stuff went our way but it didn't um but yeah if we if we beat Burra at the Riverside we go back up provided Luton do not win at Millwall Um back up with the first attempt and I'm sure even the most optimistic Burnley fan didn't expect us to be this good this season and be knocking on the door of the Premier League so early on I've I remember saying at the start of the season, yes, I thought company would do okay, um, but I expected with such a big change in ethos for it to take time uh, and for us to be having a bit of a late push at this stage of the season. So obviously very happy to be in this position. Uh, And if we don't beat Middlesbrough and Middlesbrough do win, you know, it's no shame in losing to what I believe is the second best side in the league, especially since the World Cup, Um, then we just go up on Monday hopefully, against Sheffield United to get some revenge there. Or if we don't go up on Monday, we'll just go up the week after. It's happening. We're going up. It's just a case of when rather than if. Of course, we have a middles found waiting in the wings. I will bring him in now, just before I do, actually. Sorry, Johnny. Is just so you are aware, uh, the camera keeps going off. So if, if it goes off and the... Uh, placeholder thing comes up. I'm still here, everybody. Um, but it's been doing it a few times. And in the intro, I a little panic behind the scenes. I was quickly turning the camera on and off. It was a bit of a nightmare. But like I said, Middlesbrough found waiting in the wings. It's and he's from Borough Breakdown. There he is. How you doing, mate? You are alright? I'm very
1: well, Joe. Thank you very much. Um, and I, I hope you go up on Monday as well. So, you can,
0: <laughs> that would be great if you could do it. it could do it then. But um, yeah, th- thanks for having me on. No, thanks for coming on, mate. I know it's—I know you've got work and stuff, and we've been trying to sort out times and stuff. And then I forgot that I had to take my little boy to football training, so that—that—that—that's <laughs> going to be a quick rush. But anyway, um, I do want to talk. I—I I, I do like to talk about othersfield. Ottersfield, sorry, Middlesbrough. Um, but first of all, I am going to talk about Ottersfield. Sorry, that, well, that was unintentional because it was just one of them games. I was like, oh, Middlesbrough about the floor with them. It could be three, four nil. But then you got absolutely murdered, didn't you? You were four-one down, I think, at one point. What happened?
1: Yeah, uh, look, these games happen to, I think, every team, every season, and you just don't know how it's happened. Uh, we, yeah. you know, went went there uh, in the first half, controlled possession, was like 80% possession, 1-0 up. You thought, it's how many are we going to score, rather than, I didn't think, like, expect us to get beat. Um, but obviously in the second half, we just capitulated, and it's not like the first time we've done that under Carrick in terms of, conceding goals in such in such a short space of time I think we did it against you guys first um yeah. where it was pretty much a balanced game and then the next thing you know we're 2-0 down and we're like all right okay the, the game is near off dead um we did it against uh West Brom where we conceded two in 2 minutes um and then obviously against Huddersfield conceded four in like 20 um and I honestly don't know how it happened I, I honestly I'm still mystified uh it was just a game where we just capitulated and I can't explain it um for eighty-two percent eighty-two passes, I think Huddersfield had in the entire game and the manager to score. so it just cracks me up. But you know, look, it's one of those games. I hope it's just passed it's 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 gone now. Um but we were always gonna get Warnocked. Like, you know, he's, he's had yeah. twelve I think it was I think it's thirteen games he's had against us now and he's won eleven of them and it's just like he is just our crypt tonight. So I mean, is what it is, but hopefully we can we can move on for, for Friday and get something against you guys.
0: Yeah, that is an astonishing stat, though, isn't it? Eighty odd passes and scoring four goals—that's got to be a world first. <laughs> like, I know you said you can't explain how it happened, but how, how? What what were the goals like that you conceded? Were they just typical worn long balls, flick on sort of thing, or or was it decent play?
1: No, it was just individual errors. Um, individual errors, poor defending um, from from set pieces, um, and you know I think statistically we are a side that will give away one or two big chances of winning a game, but then previously we just haven't been getting punished for it. And then for whatever reason, against probably the lowest, well, one of the lowest scoring teams, they managed to score four. Um, so I feel like the XG numbers just finally just caught with us to some extent. Um, but in terms of like their goals, like I said, individual errors. Um, you know their first goal, he's able to skip past three, def- uh, three tackles and then hit it, like bend it on the the goalkeeper in the in the net. Couple of defensive issues in, in the set pieces, and it just from that, really, I think it's just like a bad day. at The office defensively, to be honest. Um, we did swap Paddy McNair for, for Dale Fry. Um, Paddy brings gives you more in terms of playing out from the back and trying to be progressive in midfield, whereas Dale Fry is more like your hoof and kicker type defender. Yeah. And we just swapped it for that game. And to be honest, that was the only difference was you could see within the team. Um it was just a case of like that 15, 20 minutes after one goal, it was a second goal straight away. And then like you feel a bit shell shocked. And like I can't another team I'd probably like describe this as was Manchester City. you know when they're playing the Champions League where they're just they in control of a game and yeah. then the team will score two or three within a minute and it's just like wow, they're out. Like this yeah. is kind of like how it happened to us. Um Yeah. Well yeah, just, just one of those things. I think just individual errors in who defender from set players.
0: Fair enough. Thank you for that Manchester City reference, then by the way. I've just started to get over that 6-0 defeat oh, so, in the yeah, NFL. Sorry, sorry, yeah. But yeah. I <laughs> that's exactly playbook, how it happened to us. We, we were kind of in control. The better side for the first half an hour, amazingly against City, playing out from the back at City and get a beat in their lines. Mm. And next thing you know, we're 2-0 down. It was like, how has that <laughs> happened? Um, but, yeah, is what it is. We move on. Um, talk to me you about your season so far, then. Because, obviously, you've got to be quietly impressed. Yes, it's looking like, thanks to the weekend, that second spot. I mean, I'll get on to that in a bit. But that second spot might be a little bit out of reach. Um, and you probably might be more frustrated, I guess, than anything. that If you'd have had a decent start or had Carrick from the start, that you would probably be in the position that Sheffield United are in, rather than the position that you're in yourselves. Um, but your season so far, impressed, frustrated? What's the overriding emotion? I've loved this season. I've absolutely loved yeah. it.
1: It's it's pinched me like it pinched me type of season because I've never seen a Borough side play so well in, in as as a, as a unit for a long time. And with and with that, you know, like the results have been great, averaging like two or three goals a game. Like it's like unreal to see, right? But the start of the season for whatever reason and well, there was many reasons why it didn't work out for Chris Wilder you know him you know applying for the Burnley job and then just then suddenly didn't get it um you know he was applying for the Bournemouth job didn't get it and then like why are you applying for other jobs when you're our manager yeah. kind of thing and that clearly the dressing room was fractured at that point you know between the coaches staff and the players you just need someone to come in and put the armor on the players and just tweak things ever so slightly because all of our underlying numbers were great um, and we've got a good side. We were quite good last year. And then we've just really kicked on. And it's just credit to Michael Carrick and like the coach and staff in the, the group that we have, because we've just been really, really fun to watch. And I've just enjoyed every moment of it. And to be to be where we are now is just crazy, because no one expected us to be in the position that we're in at all. And now it's just a case of, can we still get second? Maybe. Are we going to get in the playoffs and win that? I don't know, but has it been a great season overall? Yeah, it's been amazing. And I wouldn't probably change it any any other way at the minute because it's, it's just been that, honestly, it's been that fun. Um, and yeah, I've just loved it. I've just, just, just honestly loved it.
0: Yeah, it's good to hear to be fair. I mean, I hope you don't enjoy Friday. Um, but I I have I've been the same. Like this season has been a proper life. probably I say I say it a lot. Mm. Uh, this has probably been my favourite ever season following Burnley. You know, I'm 35 now. I've seen us finish seventh, I've seen us win the playoffs in this league. I've seen us win this league before, but this season has got to be my favourite, I think, following Burnley. So it's good to see other football fans enjoying it, especially match going fans as well. Uh if you just sit at all when you're set, I'm not asking watching the big six team. Um What's the difference then between Carrick and Wilder? I mean, I know there's pretty obvious ones in terms of style of play and stuff like that, but why do you think it's working so well under Carrick but didn't work at all under Wilder? Is it because Carrick gets the club? Because of course he's he cut his teeth as a player at Middlesbrough and now he's kind of cutting his teeth as a manager there as well. Do you think he just gets the club or do you think he's just a better, more intelligent manager?
1: I don't think it's like cutting the teeth stuff um or understanding the club. I think it's just a case of like Wilder didn't want to be here. And when you pretty much make it obvious that you don't want to be at a club, like mm. it's gonna trickle down to the players, right? They're not wanting to play like, for you rather than uh, rather than put like running the guts out for it. Like you know what I mean? So last year under Wilder, we were in a three-five-two. It was quite a complex system, right? When you've got overlapping centre halves, you're trying to play with width it can be one dimensional to some extent because you are playing patterns on the right-hand side or the left-hand side and you can pretty much short shut, shut up shop. And if once you find it out, you, you we're just one dimensional. We're going to hit it long. We'll put strikers on. Under Carrick, it's a little bit different. So we've tweaked it to a four, two, three, one rather than the three, five, two. Um, but when we, get, when middles were playing, go forward, we do play with three at the back. So it's interesting to see us like like sh- change shape ever so slightly, but we are more possession focused now than we have been. Um, the key focus of it is probably Tuba um, and also the way that Riley McGree brings brings the game in. So Riley McGree will play on the left hand side, but he'll have like more of a free room. And what will happen is he'll move over to the right hand side, or we'll double up on the left just to create like an overload. and then that in itself will create space to get in behind for Archer. So it's a, quite a nice system it's it's quite basic but it's just all about attacking space which is probably the difference to what we had under under chris wilder where it was just a case of let's stretch the game out let's make it a bit more of like a basketball match but this is more controlled and more focused yeah. um but like, obviously that's the tweak side of things that's the, the the thing you see on the pitch like off the pitch it's different because we needed someone really to come in and kind of say to the players like, look you guys can play football like you've proved it you've done it last season um you've got we've improved the squad from the previous year and how can we get the best out of you so he's just changed the focus from me 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 which was chris wilder to let's focus on the group let's focus on the process mm. and let's just find a way to attack space the way we can and i think it's just been the arm around the shoulder stuff which has probably benefited us a lot to be honest like because like i was saying earlier like all of our underlying numbers were there Like, we were about fourth or fifth in terms of, like, XG numbers, missed chances, all this stuff. And we're playing really well, but we weren't getting decent results. But once that tweak happens, we just go on this incredible run. Um, I think if you, like, look at our numbers now, um, I think we're, like, minus 12 points from where we should be, um, which is pretty nuts to consider, like, the amount of form we've been in. Um, But in terms of the difference, it's just been more off the pitch than on it. You can definitely see the together- togetherness now of the group rather than you you did under under Chris Wilder and credit to the man. Like honestly it's been so like good. The turnarounds like you can't describe the, how good the turnaround's been, but we're not nowhere near the best team in the championship by Country Mile. And that is yourselves and it's honestly what Vinny's doing at your place is just absolutely nuts. Um I've I've never seen anything like that either. I watched a lot of Underleck last year and um, weirdly a weird second team right but like he uh, just yeah. couldn't see, he couldn't see games out and i didn't know why i was really interested to see how he would do um but he's just been unreal he's been so so good um so obviously credit to him as well
0: yeah, well, that brings me on nicely to my next question. I always like to get people's opinions on, on Burnley's season so far. I mean, it's easy to say that when you're top, but obviously I probably should. I asked it last season as well. Um, but it, it's 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 one of them, isn't it? Because it's not just the fact that we're top, it's the fact that we've completely changed the style of play. And like I said, I presumed we would start slowly and then maybe when you know the players bought into it a bit more and knew the system a bit better, um, that we'd just kick on and push on and have a late push. But... Apart from a slightly slow start for probably the first six, seven, eight games, uh, we've been pretty much dominant, especially since the World Cup. We've been absolutely rampant. So what are your thoughts on on Burnley's season so far? And more specifically, because you've just mentioned it there, the job that Vincent Kompany himself has done.
1: Yeah, Vinny's done a great job, right? Um, He's just... He's completely revolutionised Burnley, and I think you, you you guys must be pinching yourself most weeks because you're like, oh my god, we are playing unbelievable football rather than the yeah. direct football you were playing for quite a long long time. And to bring the players that you've brought in, like a young group who are wanting to grow with the club, it must be nice to to see. It definitely is nice to see from afar. Um, obviously, there's a couple of players that I was aware of, like Josh Cullen coming in. One left, and I was so jealous when you guys brought him in because he was so good last year yeah. uh, from the left, and like this year, you can just see how he completely dictates your games uh, with the ball. And he's just, hes really, really good. Um Well, I just like how he's a player, and from, from from afar, it's nice to see how you know you are looking to maybe have like some sort of element to City where you are trying to bring one player to one side, then you'll have the long ball over to Matson on the left. Yeah. Um, his ability to get forward and create big chances has been really promising as well. And you just look really good. You look really solid. I know there is some sort of like weaknesses there, maybe like the last 15 minutes where you've conceded goals or that midsection within that that first half where I think you've conceded quite a few. Um, But in terms of that, like what? I think, yeah, average the best possession in the league or something, best comp- pass completion. Like it must be really, really good to see like so much of a controlled unit in a well-drilled, yeah. well-drilled team. So really impressed, to be honest, really, really impressed um, to, to see it. But I was interested to see Josh Brownhill play a bit deeper in the last game. I was wondering, yeah. like, if, if is that like something that you guys have seen the last couple of was, weeks, or was it just like, a one-off with Cork? We saw there?
0: it quite a lot on the Dice. Dice liked to play him in that double pivot role or that defensive midfield role, whatever you want to call it. Um, and... Since company has come in, he's pushing further forward. He's been much better. Because that's a position I believe he played for Bristol City in the championship the last time yeah. he was here and did very well with them. And he got a lot of stick last year. People were saying, Oh, he's not good enough for the Prem and things like that. And I used to always defend him said He's not playing in the position that, that we that he would probably want to play in. Um I believe we should be having um Cork and Cullen in that double pivot role, which I, I hope to God we do against you, because we're, we're coming up against some good strikers that we'll get on to in a minute. So we need that protection there in front of the defence. Cullen and Cork needs to be there. And last time out, I don't know why he did it, but for the first time ever he played, um, Teller, Benson and Zorora. all of them behind Ashley Barnes, whereas normally it's one or two and then Brownell in the number 10 role. So I think he went a little bit too there's nobody there to dictate the play in that because all of them three yeah. are the kind of players that will get the ball and either run it defenders or in teller's case run without the ball, try and get in behind and things like that. So you need somebody like a Brownell in there to try and get his foot on the ball and look for the pass. Um mm-hmm. so I'm hoping we do in, that right? against you. It drops Sorry? in, right?
1: So it does he like drop in like the midfield with the double pivot. So then like, you know, that creates space for Teller to Yeah, yeah, ball, yeah and then yeah.
0: Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of fluidity to our possession similar, formation. Sorry, similar to what you you guys do. We do go do go three at the back and then Cullen, or sometimes drop in as well into centre back and things like that, which is weird. Or um, Roberts as well. So it, it can be quite difficult to see sometimes what we are actually doing. But yeah, I, I think I think for me, I'd have him in that ten row to get his ball to get his foot on the ball to try and pick out the pass and and then. The main problem with the Sunderland game was we had all the best players on the pitch. So when it wasn't working, like, there wasn't really anything we could do to change it. So I would personally have... I mean, I'd love to see Jay back, but I, I don't know what's happened to Jay. He's either fallen out of favour or he's had a really bad injury. Um, but I believe he's he's, he's OK now. Um, so it's going to be Ashley Barnes in that, in, that, in that striker role. I'd have Teller on one side, Benson on the other, Brownhill in the middle, and then Cork and Cullen in that double pivot role. That would be perfect for me. That 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 that's that's a really really good side, um, and I think that's hopefully what we do um, on Friday up at your place. But obviously, I've just mentioned there you've got some very good strikers. You've mentioned his name already. I do want to talk. Uh, well, I want I want you to tell me how to stop Tuba Atcom if possible, please. I can't tell you that.
1: <laughs> um, I can't tell. you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two was being amazing. I, I've ne- I obviously yeah. no one ever seen that coming, right? You know, it's for someone who is going to be expected to be out of the club probably in the in the summer transfer window, comes back and then he's now scored twenty five goals in the league this That's year, smart. which is just nuts. Um, especially playing as a number ten, which is even more nuts when you think about it. Um, how how do you stop him and how do we get the best out of him? We get the best out of him because we give him the freedom. To, to come into the midfield to create space for the other team. And he's always tends to be that last player in the box kind of thing. And it'll get pulled back to him, which is natural. And you guys will probably do very something very similar, right? Hmm. With like how he's just I don't know, he's just been in the right place at the right time. But a lot of a lot of the goals like with Giles knocking the ball in, he worked a lot on his game to understand where he was playing. And he's just, I don't, I just don't get it. I, I, I genuinely don't get it. Like there is obviously a lot of stuff that he's worked on in this game, like in terms of bringing players in, bringing the uh, in and out of the game, you know, getting in the right areas of the box, you know, finishing his chances. There's a lot of stuff which can accumulate with that. But then how do you stop him? You see, if you stop, true but there's going to be another option because like that's kind of similar to you guys right Where if you know if you let's try and stop nathan teller you know what how many goals he got this year like 16 17 so Quite like lot, yeah. let's put a couple on nathan teller that creates more space for like someone else like brown who are um what's it? Is, is it zuri I, Zuru- 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 I, I, Zuru- I would i
0: would drop yeah. him at the minute but yeah. he's class benson he's just come back from injury it's, it's like you say yeah. you're the same there's so many options
1: so it's so yeah like there's there's different options to have right so like if you stop how to stop tuba it's probably stopping the service around him so how can you take giles out of the game how can you take hacking at the game how can you take cameron archer out of the game so there's like little things like that i think which you can stop the overall overall team but for me cameron archer is, is probably just as lethal to be honest he's been mm-hmm. really really good since he's came in clinical and just is very quick in his causing and defenders a lot of lot a of, lot of problems. So I'm hoping he gives Harwood Bellis a bit of a nightmare because um, I feel like he is probably the one weakling uh, that I'm hoping we try and catch interesting.
0: On. Inter- but, a lot of people think he's our best defender, so that that's interesting uh-huh. that, that you see that. Yeah. I I personally think Bay is the best defender, um, mm. but uh, we'll see who plays because Ekdal could play. Um, but mm. uh, judging by the, the the team that he chose against Sunderland, it will probably be. Bayer and uh, Taylor Harwood Harry Harwood Bellis Um, yeah let's look more on in fact before we go into the game the actual game itself I do I don't want to cause any anxiety by asking you this question but I do want to talk about that race for the top two Um, do you think you're going to do it I mean there's been so many people I've always said look you bet. You'd rather have points on the board, and I know Sheffield United have been stuttering, and they've got Wembley to look forward to now as well. So there might be another stutter, stutter coming here. Um, he says as he's stuttering, um, but I don't know. You'd rather have points in the board, wouldn't you, than than be the chasing pack? I've, I always feel that way, anyway. Um, so I've always said I think Sheffield United will get over the line, and then obviously with the weekend just gone, you losing and then winning, I'm like I'm convinced now that they'll do it. But what are your thoughts on it? Do you think you can catch them, or do you think you'll just have to be resigned to the playoffs?
1: Uh, they should do it, realistically. They, they should have done it a few weeks ago, right? And Then started, but um, look, it, it, it's definitely still on. Like, you, you we can still do it, and would would I like us to do it? Yeah, absolutely. Prefer, I'd probably prefer the automatic at the minute rather than the heartache at Wembley. Um So, mate, A couple of weeks ago, I would have said yes, but I, I did say that we would probably lose to Huddersfield anyway, so... But I expected them to probably draw at least not win up Norwich. Um but can we do it? Potentially, yeah. I'd like to say yes. Whether it'll happen, probably not. Um, but they've got a lot of like fixtures pretty much clunked up together, right, towards the end of the season. So we'll see how that how that goes. Will they trip up against uh like the teams like Wigan at the weekend, you know, who are fighting mm. for for relegation? They've got to go to Huddersfield. So and they've got tough games, like we'd probably should have beat Huddersfield. But you can't take the championship anyway, isn't it? Like you, you lose the games you expect to win. So it's uh, who knows. But I would like, to, I would like to say we still have a, a very slim
0: chance. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, think you win the playoffs personally. I when I look at the top three, when I look at the top three, I just think they're so much better than the rest of the division. Luton are okay. Um, I guess that's why the fourth. But the rest of the playoffs, you've got Millwall. They're hit. They're, they're a strong side, uh, but they hit and miss. Blackburn. I, I know it's Blackburn, so people will think oh, I'm just saying this because it's Blackburn. But I do not understand how they are six. Like genuinely. Um, then you've got your Norwiches and your Coventries, who could push into it. Um, hopefully they do. Not Blackburn out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think you're better than all of them. If I'm honest with you, mate. So even if even if you don't finish second, which to be honest, I don't think you will. I do think you are in the playoffs.
1: Oh well, I appreciate that, Joe. So, like, I hope we do that. <laughs> uh, I really hope we do that because I cannot go to Wembley again and see Mills Rogeby. I just can't do it. We've never ever yeah. won at Wembley, so Probably please not. just.
0: Oh just, God, it's just, just one time that'd be that'd be delightful if we could do that. Yeah, I did not know that. That's an interesting stat. I don't think we've. Oh, no, I'm going to say I don't think we ever lost there. Yeah, we have 1988, but um, I've never seen us lose there um, because I was. Three month old in 1988, so it don't count. (laughs) I I didn't know what was going on. Um, Thoughts on the game then? How do you expect the game to pan out? Not necessarily with predictions, but sort of like the style of play. Like, do you think it's going to be two teams free flowing attacking football, or do you think we'll cancel each other out a bit like Chelsea and Liverpool did last Well, Mind you, that's not count. They're just both shit these days, aren't they? (laughs) Um, But it's, uh, or do you think we might maybe try and hit you on the counter or something like that and maybe throw a curveball in there? Like, how how do you think the game's going to go?
1: Yeah, I think this would be a bit of a curveball. Like, I mean, ideally for the pair of us, we would both love free scoring football, a five five or something, like it'd be great, right? Everyone would yeah. love that. Um I mean that'd be great. But I think we'll probably I think we'll dominate possession personally, um, which is strange coming given that you guys have the, probably the most possession in the in the league. Um mainly because when we went to Swansea, we were probably the only side to I think this season to pretty much get like 60, 70% possession against them. Um, yeah. And we just made things really difficult for them. So I feel like we'll do something similar, but with that, we will create a lot of space for ourselves. So you guys will get in behind and what he's did against us in the second half, you, um, you know, you put us to bed for- Within the within within the space of five minutes, right? So like Nathan Teller with his left peg, just absolutely whipping it, um, which was a killer. Um, but yeah, I think we'll probably do something like that. I think we'll dominate the game in terms of possession stats. Will we create enough? I don't know, but I'm very interested to see how it will play out because I thought I think we can go into this game with no expectations to be honest it's not our game to to win you guys if you want to win it and have the pressure on yourselves to get promoted and there's probably more pressure on you guys to get something so I'm hoping to see that kind of helps us in a way um I think we'll have more of the ball but whether that's good enough I don't really know um I'm nervous but excited to see it I think
0: yeah, same. I agree. I'm quite nervous. But not nervous, because I'm, I'm comfortable with where we are. So if we get beat, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Um, excited more than anything. I am going up, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think we might just try, not necessarily sit back and invite pressure, but sort of like let you have the ball and then maybe getting behind that way. It's funny you mentioned Swansea, because that's the only place we've been this season where we haven't dominated possession. Off the top of my head, again, someone will, will give me an example of of where somebody had 51% possession and we only had 49 Um, But yes, yeah, I think they had about 60-odd themselves there, and it's <laughs> the only time that, that we haven't dominated possession. So that's interesting. So I think it'll be another game where we do try and let the other team have the ball um, and then and then hit you hit you that way. Because um, we've got plenty of pace in the side, obviously, Teller. And then, you know, we're quite good at playing it out from the back, so we'll probably invite the press and things like that. Um, but my concern is, I don't know if it's nerves because we're getting close to being promoted and it's a group of young lads mm. who have never really been in this position before because, um, you know, they're on the cusp of something really, really good, winning the Championship, getting promotion. We've just not been that good recently. We've had a few poor results recently. 0-0 at home to Sunderland. I know they're a decent side and, and you know, they got in our faces and ex- executed the game plan pretty well. Um but there was a draw against Blackpool recently as well, who are absolutely terrible. Um, you know they're going down, so uh, frustratingly. There's two sides so far that we haven't beaten uh, this season that we've played twice. One's Watford, and you think, ah, oh, fair enough. The other one's Blackpool. We didn't beat Blackpool <laughs> at any point in this season, so that, that's a strange one. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I do, I do think we might see something a little bit different from Burnley. Like I said, I don't think we'll have most of the ball. I think you will. I agree with that. Um, I think we'll let you have it though, because of how well you've done since. Um, carrots come in, so I think there'll be a little bit of not fear, but a little bit of respect in there from us, and just be like, Right, they're good, let them have the ball, but we're good enough to counter them. Um, predictions, then I would be happy with the draw. Um, obviously, sooner we go up, the better. Um, I, I think it's going to be one one. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game, two good sides. Um, so yeah, I'm going one one, but I think. I might I don't know if I'll get some criticism for that because I I very rarely predict us not to win anymore. That last season I predicted us to one one every time because I didn't want to say we'll get beat. But um this time I do generally believe it be a draw. I think I think it'd be a good game, two good sides. Um mm. going for it. Um so yeah, I, I will take a draw right now, if I'm honest with you.
1: Yeah, like, you guys are on the cusp as well, isn't it? Like you're, when you're on the cusp of glory, like you just you just you, you always stumble, don't you? It's always to do yeah. with always with football. But oh, I don't know. I think even you guys saying you're not know, playing particularly well is still dangerous because what a game to do it do you know what i mean to mm. against uh someone who's in the playoffs to to get promoted in so i mean you hope you do it on on monday instead but i think it'll be one all or we could maybe win if, if we win just because of like it keeps things interesting for the automatics uh whether we will win i don't really know but i'm gonna go with one one with you i think it'd be a, a score draw definitely
0: yeah, I don't mind going up on Monday, mate. So if we can all come to an agreement where we go yeah. up on Monday, it'd be nice to go up against Sheffield Wednesday after what they did to us earlier in the mm. season to lay a marker and be like, right, you dicks. Because every yeah. time I put, every time I put a post up, like, there's always a Sheffield United fan underneath it. Oh yeah, but you got yeah. beat at Bramall Lane, didn't you? It's like, mate, that was November. It's we're in yeah. April now. You're still going on about it. You're going to Wembley. <laughs> Chill out. So it would be nice to go up against them. But hey, if we go up on Friday, I'm not going to complain.
1: Yeah, a turf mower, and you know, they just so many people fans. keep saying like,
0: yeah, so many people keep saying, oh, let's just go up at home. But yeah. I, I don't know. I'll be there anyway, so it'll be fine, and I'll get some content for the channel. So I'm happy days yeah. with that. So yeah, there, yeah,
1: it's a win-win, isn't it? It's a win-win for yeah. you. So
0: happy days. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. Really good talker. Enjoyed that one. Um, just before I do let you go and to say our goodbyes, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and your channel and how to how to digest your content?
1: yeah sure um so you can find us at borough breakdown so it's borough underscore breakdown on twitter uh the borough breakdown on youtube and all your podcast providers so yeah i uh, just find us there we just chat everything about middlesbrough um sometimes it's great and sometimes it's like against Huddersfield where you just want to cry on the mic um so but yeah uh, that's where you can find us but well, thank you very much for having me on joe i really enjoyed that
0: no yeah it's been a pleasure thank you for coming on uh, as i said um been a pleasure good luck for the rest of the season there's not much of it left now um good luck in the playoffs if that's if that's the route you go down i hope you break that wembley hoodoo um <laughs> especially, especially i mean i mean you're not going to play a blackburn in the playoffs because if even if the even if the playoffs finished now um, you would be playing them in the semis I, I, you are so much better than them like, i would be very very astounded if you didn't win the playoffs like looking at the teams in the playoffs
1: Please don't jinx us, Joe. Please don't do it. I can't can't If
0: if you get beat by Black, then I'll be personally inviting you back on the show just to just to like ask you what went on. I'll be like, mate, what have you done? What have you done? I'll blame Um, you. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll I'll probably accept it, to be fair. Uh, But mate, like I said, thank you for coming on. I need to get off. I need to take my little boy to football training. Um, We will hopefully be doing a full-time show. I've already spoken to Neil. He is free. It'll probably be, it's not Easter Saturday, is it? It's just Saturday. Um, The Saturday after Good Friday. so it probably will be Saturday morning, um, and then I'm not sure we'll have time to get a pre-game showing with a Sheffield United fan um, because it's just so fast and so many games in between. And, and I'm traveling up to Bury then I'm coming back, then I'm working Saturday and Sunday. So we'll see. I might not get a pre-game showing with a with a Sheffield United fan, but I'll definitely try and get a full-time showing. But Johnny, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Joe. Thanks for having me on. It. And yep, happy days, mate. And we will see you all next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.